Hey, it's Scott. Rockfile, back with another podcast review. Going to talk about the 2023 film, The Marvels. I'm a Marvel fan. I've discussed it in many, many reviews. I grew up reading more Marvel comics than any other. I mean, when I was growing up, it was Marvel and DC, and then they added all the others like Dark Horse and everything else. Anyway, um, I've enjoyed all of the movies. I take the Marvel Universe as a whole with the good and bad. There's been some incredible peaks, like the two Final Avengers movies are the biggest movies of all time. Um, and it's had some lows. I'm not the biggest fan of Thor 2, but, you know, they've even fixed that in movies going forward, going back in time and making it a little more relevant. But to say that I wasn't the biggest fan of Captain Marvel, I thought it was fine. And I've watched it a few times now. It, it does play better as you go. I love that Samuel Jackson is young through the whole movie. It's one of my favorite parts. Um, but I've just never been the biggest Captain Marvel fan. I wasn't a fan of the comic books, and I'm I thought she did fine in the first movie. I thought they brought her back in the Avengers just to kind of save the day, which is a little ridiculous. Um, so I don't think they've really treated the character with as much um, gravitas as she probably deserved because she is a pretty big character in the Marvel Universe. They said they were going to make a sequel pretty early on. They finally got around to it. The long and the short of it is this is not a bad Marvel movie. Actually, it's much better than most people think. It did not break even. It's the one of the only Marvel movies to not make its budget back. Had a $274 million budget, only grossed about $206 million. Came out on a home video right around Valentine's Day this year. And uh, I finally took a look at it. Let's just say I was not looking forward to it. Um, Nia DaCosta, who directed it, last directed Candyman. I thought she did a fine job with that. But on rewatching it, I thought there was a lot of Jordan Peele in that movie. So watching this, I was like, well, young director, not the biggest fan. Let's see. Captain Marvel is one of my okay Marvel movies, but it's not one of my go-to. If I say go watch a Marvel movie, it's definitely not going to be Captain Marvel, but it's, it's fine. Um, I enjoyed WandaVision. That's one of my favorite Marvel TV shows. So I'm glad they brought the second Marvel into the movie. And I really did not like Ms. Marvel. I didn't even finish that TV series. I watched the beginning. I got really irritated with it and watched the final two episodes just so I knew what was going on. As I've said in a previous Marvel movie podcast, we don't have to add a plucky young hero with every superhero team. But this one at least had some logic to it. Made sense. And I got to say, the whole switching powers thing and the MacGuffin of the movie, really well done. This had to be not an easy movie for Nia DaCosta. She's 34 years old and a movie director. I'm not against young directors, but there's a reason why Martin Scorsese and other guys are doing their best work in their 60s and 70s and beyond, because they're just seasoned and they, they just, the knowledge, the amount of knowledge and movie making acumen that they contain, you know, it's just epic so that she did a good job with Candyman, and then did a good job with this this is a special effects filled film with a massive budget it had to be overwhelming for her and she came out just fine it's got the usual marvel problem of a weak uh villain i thought she played it well zoe ashton um plays the isn't that her name zowie ashton I thought she played the role fine. She's a very good actress. She just wasn't given a whole lot to do. She's kind of your standard villain who we've been wronged. We're going to do this to fix it and, and a little crazed about that. And in the end, kind of, they do have a little bit of an arc and it's okay. But 
the movie really is to, to watch these three marvels solve the mystery, solve the the problem, work together. It's fun. There were some really laugh out loud scenes in this film too. I'm watching the movie again. I entered it with low expectations, expecting not to like it because it didn't do well at the box office and everybody's talking bad about it. And I started laughing out loud at some of the parts. Samuel Jackson has some great lines in this movie and a few other lines that just all this. That was funny. That was. And so when the movie ended, I'm like, okay, well, this, this goes higher up the list than say Thor two. And the first, I think it's better than the first captain America. I, I like a lot of it. I wish it had a better villain. I wish it wasn't so much of a, a, a special effects filled ending, but on the flip side, you know, it's a Marvel movie. And as far as that goes, it's a pretty good one. You know, three out of four stars, really not bad at all. Um, the end credit seeds are very important. I think the movie was made for a younger audience. As I've said before, Marvel making movies for a wider audience can make movies that aren't all for me. I don't have to like every Marvel movie now. The universe is expanding so far now. There's going to be stuff like Miss Marvel, the TV show that's made for a much younger audience that's not my cup of tea. I'm fine with that. What I have a problem with is if I have to watch it to get what, you know, what is going on in the movies in the larger picture. And you didn't really have to. I mean, I'm glad I did watch it. I'm glad I knew who she was. I'm glad I knew who the family was because they do play into this a little bit. But so in talking about the Marvels and thinking about doing this podcast, I have a theory on what's going on with Marvel that nobody's really talking about. They did. This was mentioned a couple of times when after the last Avengers movie came out, I was like, what were they going to do next? So, I have a theory that Kevin Feige decided we can't outdo the last Avengers movie, so why should we even try? Let's take some time off. Let's do some different things. Let's try some things. Let's get some young directors. Let's get some young talent. Let's do some heroes that aren't some of their favorites. Let's do some crazy weird things because we're going to not meet expectations no matter what we do, so let's do this. This is just a theory, but... The more I watch some of these movies and TV shows, they take some swings. They do some things that are a little different, that, that are different than the Marvel movie. Because Marvel's taken a lot of flack for having cookie-cutter kind of movies early on, and, and they've worked really hard, I think, to get around not every movie is the same. And it's hard. We're into superhero fatigue now that we're into the third decade of, of superhero movies. They started in the 90s. Well, really, if you want to go back to Superman and Batman, that was the 80s. But really, this whole genre thing started around 99 with the X-Men and, and Blade. But anyway, I think this is part of the plan. They don't have to have any of these movies be a hit. They have made so much money and done so well and been so successful. Why not take a year or two off and do some things? Now, the TV shows like Loki, those two seasons, that two of the best um, Marvel and sci-fi TV shows – I've seen lately. I really enjoy that show. I think they did a good job. But that wouldn't have happened possibly if the Avengers hadn't been so big. They really couldn't try and compete with Avengers. And why should they? This, to me, is a smart thing. And it's caused all this talk that Marvel's in a slump. Marvel doesn't know what they're doing. Marvel is losing their touch. No, I think they're taking some time off, taking some time to relax a little bit and not try and change the world because they already did that. In 23, 24 movies, they got to a two-part movie that just destroyed everything. It just crushed everything in cinema. People had to see it. The year between the movies was hard for all of us. You know, they did something that had never been done before. What do they have left to prove? Now they just need to make good and interesting movies. So take some time off when everybody's watching to see what they're going to do after Avengers 
and try a weird Doctor Strange horror movie. Try a weird Ant-Man movie. Try a weird hero or two. And then see what happens. And then come back to the, the, the middle line. And I think that's what we're gonna, what's going to happen. Now you've got the added event of having Deadpool debut later on this year and how he's going to affect the whole thing. If they don't work him into all the movies like they used to Stan Lee, they're missing an opportunity because that's what Deadpool does in Marvel Comics. He pops up in, in a totally unrelated comics for just a scene, just a panel, and he's just there and he makes a crack and he disappears or whatever. That would be great if they did that kind of thing with him now that he's going to be part of the Marvel Universe. But anyway, going back to the Marvels, I think this was an experiment. It plays more like the sequel to Captain Marvel than anything else. It, it does feel like part of the Marvel Universe, but this is a sequel that wraps up the threads from the first Captain Marvel movie. There are things that happened that we knew were going to happen after the movie. Now we kind of see what happened and the fallout from that and all that. Um, yeah, I thought it was actually a decent movie. As Marvel movies go, this is in the middle somewhere. This is not definitely at the bottom for me. No, it didn't make money, but there's a whole lot of things that play into. There's been many great movies that didn't make their money back at the box office. So take it with a grain of salt. But if you're into the MCU, then you have to make Marvel's part of your viewing experience. And I think it's pretty good for what it is. It's, you know, a trio of female heroes who are learning to work together and, and you know, solving a bad guy situation. What do you want out of a Marvel movie? It was funny. It was fun. And in the end, I enjoyed it. So pick it up if you will. I think it's native 4K transfer. And now this turns out to be one of the last Disney releases. Um, if you didn't hear the news this week, Disney has uh, sold all of their home video rights to Sony. Sony will now be releasing Blu-rays and 4Ks of Disney movies, which is great because Sony is better at it. <laughs> I'm absolutely thrilled that this is going to happen. But nothing like this has ever happened before. Disney was usually the distributor for a lot of films and Miramax and other companies and things like that. So it's weird that they're going the other way. But anyway, so soon we're going to be getting Disney movies from Sony. We're going to be getting Marvel movies from Sony, which... The 4Ks will be better. We'll probably get Dolby Atmos on every one, that kind of stuff. It, it's just going to be better, I think. But anyway, that's kind of changing. But Marvels sounded good, looked good. It's a good 4K. It was a great steelbook. If you haven't picked up, this is the first Marvel exclusive that's a Walmart exclusive um, since Best Buy has gotten out of the game now. And it's a beautiful steelbook. I think Marvel's knocking them out of the park in the last year. They've done some really beautiful-looking steelbooks. But all in all, I like this movie a lot better than I thought it was going to, and I'm Kind of interested to watch it again because it was fun. And sometimes we're missing fun in some of our superhero movies. So check out the Marvels if you're so inclined. And if you're already hating on it because it didn't do well at the box office, well, then you're missing out. I'm Scott. I'm Rockfile. I'll be back with more podcasts coming up. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Have a spectacular day. <laughs>